0: BLOB TALK RADIO Gail Sylvia, your host of SylviaGlobal.com. We're so excited today to have you join us, but we're especially thrilled and honored to have Dr. Jackie Copeland Carson with us today. Dr. Copeland Carson is an anthropologist and urban planner who has worked as a global philanthropy scholar and practitioner. She has worked with foundations in the U.S., Africa, Europe. Latin America and Asia with management, evaluation, and grant making. She has her Ph.D. in cultural anthropology with a focus on Africa as the diaspora. Um, She has published more than four books and over 30 articles in this area of work, and she is also the first USA Executive Director, again, of the African Women's Development Fund USA. Jackie, thank you so much for being here with us today. How are you? I'm doing
1: great, and it's my pleasure to be here.
0: Quite honored. You know, you and I had an opportunity to be introduced through the Women's Funding Network in San Francisco over a year ago. Right. And around a a very common concern that you and I are addressing today, and that's this re-imaging of philanthropy, especially when it comes to people of African descent, you know, we aren't often associated with being on that giving end. We're usually the images of being on the receiving or non-profit that receiving end of the money. But we are, uh, we have a long history of being philanthropists and we want to sustain that legacy and expand that legacy. So can you talk to us today about the work of the African Women's Development Fund USA?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, We are a foundation. We're based here in the U.S. And we're unique in that we were founded by a coalition of African women leaders from the continent with their American allies to mobilize awareness and support for Africa and women's issues right here in the U.S. And I say unique because often – the foundations that are based in the U.S. that work in Africa are created by Americans. Uh, We're unique in that we really do represent a real philanthropy renaissance in Africa and its diaspora, where diverse people of African descent and their allies are collaborating to maximize the ingenuity, the innovation, and the social impact of the really ancient traditions of giving that have existed throughout Africa and its worldwide diaspora for centuries. And so we, I really do think we're kind of on the, the cutting edge, bringing together a lot of uh, new development, and it's really exciting to be here at this time.
0: Why is this important?
1: I think it's critical because, as you alluded to in your intro, we don't necessarily see ourselves as philanthropists, even though we are we give and we've always given. And so let me share some facts. <clears throat> the World Bank has just issued a report documenting that African immigrants worldwide gave $40 billion to their home countries in 2010 alone. And that includes remittances to extended family as well as charity. And in that same year, Africans living in America gave $10 billion to their home country. And most people have no idea that that level of giving by Africans to Africans is happening. Uh, Just from taking the U.S. case alone, that's more than all of the foundation and government giving combined to Africa in 2010 alone. So. African people are actually the leaders of giving and have a self-help tradition and are really the, the social glue that's holding together their communities. If you just look at African Americans, and um, the Kellogg Foundation issued a report called Cultures of Giving just this year that documented the long-established fact that African Americans Give a higher percentage of their income to charity than any other ethnic group in the U.S. And in fact, in 2010, we gave 11, uh, actually 12 billion dollars in charity, um, going mostly to U.S. causes. And so, if you add the two, just those two together, that means that people of African descent in the U.S. gave 23 billion dollars to charity in 2010. And I think one of the challenges is the way we define philanthropy. When most people think of it, they think of a large foundation um created by a wealthy individual, usually a male, usually of European heritage, but the truth is philanthropy is is universal. And Africans is um African Americans is every as well as every other Um, ethnic and national group on the planet has some tradition of pooling time, talent and resources to achieve some collective
0: social good
1: and some people call it philanthropy some people call it um, helping or giving but regardless of the label that's used, uh, all communities including Africans and African Americans have traditions of giving. So you know when you really think about it, and I write about this a lot and think about well, how was the underground railroad funded, or how was the civil rights movement funded um before majority or mainstream institutions got involved, a lot of that initial patient um social investment social change capital came from combining small amounts of dollars and volunteer time and sweat equity for change. So every time we've made progress in our community, it has been initiated with our own giving. And I would encourage your um, your listeners to read um, a really classic study that actually came out in the early 90s called A Hand Up by uh, Dr. Emmett Carson, uh, who I should disclose is my husband, but is really considered um, sort of the classic work, at least on African-Americans, giving and its history uh, in this country. So I guess our communities really just need to catch up to the scientific fact that we do give, and we give a lot.
0: Why is this not, why are we not more visible in this arena of philanthropy? Why are our faces associated with, you know, this level of philanthropy not black faces that come to mind?
1: Well, I think part of it is internal. I do think that we, well, a couple of things. I think a lot of the giving that we do, we are just, we're socialized to give, to be a responsible member of our family and our communities. We are expected to give back. People will often quote um, the bible and say to much to whom much is giving much is expected and 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 so there is this just this ethic of giving that is often seen as no big deal that's just what you do that's what you're supposed to do and so we don't necessarily uh name it as something distinctive we often take it for granted and for that reason um often like we're, uh, we tend to have um oral history traditions and we don't really document what we are do- our our contributions or our history we live it we teach it to our children but what it means is that others can sometimes define us and ironically we accept those definitions so a lot of the work of our organization is oriented towards helping all people including African Americans and um, African women um, to recognize their philanthropic traditions, that the giving they do shouldn't be taken for granted, that is actually the foundation of social change and improvement in our families and in our communities. And I think that once people can understand the tremendous impact we've had not just in our own communities but in fact the world simply through our giving and our volunteering and giving voice to social issues they can develop an identity as a giver uh, as a philanthropist and therefore be more intentional um, own it be more strategic and collaborate with others to increase the impact of their giving on the really tough social issues that people of African descent are facing throughout the world.
0: Jackie, how how do you see philanthropy evolving with the next generation in the African-American community?
1: Well, I think there are some exciting developments. The change has been slow, but I do see greater numbers of the next generation interested in giving and philanthropy um, and adding, frankly, new techniques, um, particularly very intentional giving circles whereby a um, a group of classmates or neighbors might get together and um, pool together resources to address some issue in their community. I suspect, and even if you look at our history, these self-help traditions are even more pronounced in times when there is an economic downturn and there's not as much economic opportunity, not as much um, capacity on the part of government to take care of its um, public responsibilities. And I simply see as a result uh, many of these um, pooled giving options increasing Uh, We also see a trend with the next generation of the increased use of technology um, for philanthropic uh, purposes, so online giving um, communities that are sometimes not just national but worldwide. In fact, the African Women's Development Fund USA has an online giving community that has almost 300 people in it, 30 different countries that operate sort of as a peer-to-peer mutual support network for Pan-African um, women and their allies who are engaged in any form of giving. Um, I do, I do believe there is a philanthropy movement, um, a Black philanthropy movement that has multiple strings to it that are coming together, um, and these are. It's individuals from across the country and the world who are starting to document and they're giving traditions, um, share them, um, engage in a variety of institutional partnerships with community foundations or starting their own foundations, um, very wealthy people, people of more modest financial um, means who are organizing their philanthropy differently to collaborate with others, and to further the impact and just stretch the impact that they're giving uh, on the tough social issues that we're trying to address. So I think those are the three primary trends I see. Uh, More embracing of a philanthropic identity in the next generation, the use of technology tools, and an increasing variety of Institutional philanthropy forms in the black community, both in the U.S. and abroad, everything from giving circles to foundations that build on the best of our traditional grassroots practices and innovate new institutions around them.
0: Jackie, talk to us about the difference between our giving and what you've noticed with other ethnic groups. Since you have so much experience with, um, you know, in other nations and studying in this field of philanthropy.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that on uh, for the most part there are broad uh, similarities. Um, one particular type of giving mechanism that I think is not necessarily unique but was actually brought first to the U.S. from by Africans in the 17th century is a type of giving circle that has various names throughout Africa, but the Yoruba called it a, a susu. And it's a, a, a giving pool whereby on a rotating basis, members of this giving pool would contribute a set amount of money. And then at a particular point in the cycle, say the cycle is a year, the money would be contributed for a public works project or a community project, or it could be used for business development purposes by any one of the members. And in fact, when you look in the historical literature, you'll find susus, which is what they're called in the Caribbean, particularly Jamaica, Documented as early as the seventeenth and eighteenth century, um so it is um the scholarship and the historical literature can't identify um that type of institution functioning in the new in the new world um prior to that um seventeenth and eighteenth century period, and many scholars think that the sort of philanthropic nature of the black church whereby um, traditionally um, some part of tithing has been used to support community projects as well. It was an American variation on this ancient African philanthropic tool called a a rotating savings or philanthropy pool. So that's one example of what I think was um, a distinctive African import into the U.S. Another if I can switch to the African continent there is a real um, philanthropy renaissance happening there um I'll give you the example of a foundation in Nigeria called the TY Danjuma uh, Foundation that was, that has been created by a um a prominent Nigerian um uh, businessman and political leader and this foundation um seeks to promote women's development throughout the country. However, they also um, are interested in promoting the development of philanthropy and work very closely with the government to try and promote a regulation that um, enables accountability in the nonprofit sector and creates incentives for wealthy people to create uh, foundations. In addition, they will support traditional um, Giving pools, the SUSUs, and there are other types um, of um, giving pools in, um, in Nigeria to maximize the engagement that people have in these traditional giving mechanisms, especially in small communities. Africans have created something, and AWDF, our sister organization, was at the forefront. With others to form the African Grantmakers Network, which is a continental wide um, professional association of foundations. Um, There are various efforts throughout Africa to create uh, foundation sector rules and regulations that would incentivize giving. Uh, uh, There is the world's second social investment market that was created by a South African uh, philanthropy. So I think there are a whole range of very distinctive developments uh, in Africa that contribute to the field. A Kenyan woman created something called Ushahidi, which is now the primary GIS mapping tool used by international agencies for disaster relief, which will, uh, Ushahidi allows, one, to plot on a map where there might be a need, an immediate need for, say, um, a victim of a her- earthquake or tsunami um, to be rescued and coordinate assistance aid to that person. Um, it came out of um, Nairobi, which is called Africa's Silicon Valley. And so these are just a whole range of innovations also that came out of Africa around using uh, mobile phones to transfer monies to family members or to community projects. And so these are just some of the social innovations coming out of Africa that tend to be off the radar screen of the world and Americans that we're we're trying to emphasize. And at the backdrop of all of these, which is another hidden story, is the leadership of women um, in Africa, as in the U.S. and most places, women take on a lion's share of the responsibility for community volunteerism and philanthropy. So the flip side of the black philanthropy movement and renaissance is the the leadership role of women, and we're trying to highlight both in our
0: work. Jackie, I have a few additional questions for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them is how does the work that you're involved with, Differ from the work that white foundations are doing in Africa, mhm, well, in some ways,
1: there are similarities i I think that the key the key difference is that our work represents the charitable interests and aspirations of African women themselves who are living with the challenges that um a whole variety of foundations tried to solve, and so we are an african an African diaspora women's leadership foundation uh meaning that in each and everything we do, we do not treat women as victims, we don't treat women as beneficiaries, we treat women as fundamental partners in identifying issues, creating solutions to the the challenges Africans face and then resolving them. And one of the things I'm proudest about of our work is this whole theory of change where we identify the emerging leaders in Africa and provide them with long-term patient capital and investment and technical assistance so that they can become effective change agents in their communities. And one of the examples of that is our whole involvement over the past decade in Liberia and the Liberian women's movement. And we're really proud to have been through the efforts of our sister organization, AWDF, the very first funder of Lema Bowie, uh, who, um, who was featured in the film Pray the Devil, Back to Hell, and recently won a Nobel Prize. So before her name was a household name throughout the world, um, she came to us to seek support. And we have developed a reputation of being the funder of first resort for the African uh, women's movement. And Lema Bowie, um, as well as her allies, organized women to support the election of the first female president in Africa, President Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, and then through the efforts of our volunteers in the U.S., um, particularly in this instance, our mid-Atlantic region in 2008, uh, connected with the um, black American sorority, the AKAs, and raised almost a million dollars to create the Sirleaf Market Women's Fund, which is very uh effective now in rebuilding markets throughout Liberia. And so we were intimately involved in supporting the peace process through our very the first grant to Lema Bowie and her organization. We even incubated that organization um before they were able to operate independently and then supporting political participation of Liberian women and now engaged in the reconstruction process. So we're in for the long haul. We believe in the capacity of women and we support them and their skill and leadership development and organizations that allow women to have critical mass to help lead Africa's future. And so I think that's what is fundamentally um, distinctive about About our work. Um, Independent evaluation has shown that in the instances where we have implemented this model in 42 countries, 800 organizations throughout Africa, the women engaged have increased their income and their political participation and their skill level. And so um, we will support for the long haul. We are not afraid of supporting women's rights and leadership, and we engage women um, as partners in that process.
0: Can you talk to us about the, the six effective principles of 21st century philanthropy?
1: Sure. Um, this is something that when you look at our, our history of giving throughout the world, there are certain principles that have worked and promoting social change in our communities and increasingly in my work I'm I'm trying to be guided by these what I think are these principles every day and also to try and I try to share them with others in part to help us increase our identity as philanthropists really take ownership of it so first I think it's important to recognize number 1 that the giving we do whether it's of our time our financial resources, our ideas, our voice, are forms of giving. And uh, to recognize it as such that it's universal and that we, and <clears throat> I often quote the Nigerian proverb, wealth is not what a man or a woman has but what he or she gives away. Um, we have a whole philosophy and ancient practice of giving that continues in some respect wherever Africans are living, people of African descent are living throughout the world. Um, And it's important to learn about what those practices of giving are and those philosophies and teach them to our children. And so we really need to become informed. So that's the first principle, kind of recognizing that giving is universal and we have it. Uh, Secondly, I think it's important to recognize that we have different ways of giving. We have diversity within our own diversity of giving. And, but whether we call it just helping a sister out or an Asusu, a giving circle, or whether we have a foundation or donor-advised fund, these are all legitimate forms of giving that are appropriate at a giving time in a given situation, that one is not better than another, um, that – People need to find a way to give that fits for them, <clears throat> and not, not not everyone needs to create a foundation. Not everyone needs to create a donor-advised fund. What is most important is that one give, and give with intentionality and recognize one's identity as a giver.
0: Who's oh, um, oh, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. I have 60 okay. principles, but oh. I want to be respectful of the time, too.
0: Yeah, um, if you could just give us the bullet points then of the other six principles, and we can also direct our listeners to um, a couple of websites. You know, we'll have this posted on sylviaglobal.com under Jackie Copeland Carson, and then also your website, Um, you have these, and the Huffington Post, um, Yeah, Black Voices, you know, in the Huffington Post, um, August 13th. Um 2012, this article um, is an article that you've written about this that includes the six principles of TV. Absolutely.
1: I would be happy to do that. So you, people can find all of that at www.usawdf.org, and thank you for posting it on your website. And I want to remind the listeners that August is actually Black Philanthropy Month, which is a time we hope that people will take to develop their own philanthropy vision and identity The last three three principles are giving is not just about the money, it's about time and talent and voice as well, Um, that we need to uplift women, recognize their role, and support it. We also need to engage and support youth leadership in giving, and we also need to give together. For change, our giving is more effective if we do not do it alone. And I would like to, I I love these, I call them African philanthropy proverbs and one that I often remember from Ethiopia is apart the fingers of the hand are weak, but together they can slay a lion.
0: Mm -hmm. Jackie, before we close, who benefits from, you know, monetarily, what's the process for an organization or a woman's um, small business, you know, whatever, maybe it's to open a clinic and... A village outside of Nairobi. You know how do how do people access resources that your foundation provides support for?
1: Mm-hmm. They would if they're they're based in Africa. They would apply directly to the African Women's Development Fund, and um, you can find their information through our website as well. We collaborate with them in all of our grant making because they are the premier women's foundation operating in Africa with staff working throughout the continent and a portfolio over the past decade of about 800 of the most effective NGOs working on the continent. And so the applicant would go through AWDF's grant um, application and review process.
0: What about funding sources for the the fund itself. Where do you? How do you secure your support?
1: We have um, two primary fundraising uh, programs for our U.S.-based operations and outreach programs. We seek funding partners from domestic foundations or domestic divisions of international foundations based in the U.S. So that would mean um, community foundations or foundations that uh, work in a particular state. That are interested in African and particularly African diaspora issues here in this country. Uh, when it comes to the grant making resources we try to raise to support um, the work of our sister organization and African women's organizations, uh, we primarily focus on individual donations. In fact, we're launching our first ever a- annual campaign on September 1st called the Mother Africa Campaign, where we're trying to raise $700,000 to support the continent's women's organizations, which have really been struggling in the aftermath of this worldwide recession and are often operating in communities where they don't have enough financial support to continue their excellent work. And so we will be um, seeking the support of Americans of all backgrounds at all levels of giving uh, to support the organizations that are really bringing peace to Africa and rebuilding communities, which are often led by women. And so um, we'll be having a lot of information about that um, nationally through our communications campaign and on our website.
0: What's the biggest challenge that um, your organization faces right now, and how can we be supportive in addition to the campaign?
1: I think, frankly, the biggest challenge is making sure that we uh, can do all we can to raise money to support and continue the momentum of the African women's movement on the continent. Uh, These are organizations that are often grassroots, operating on a shoestring, and we've been very fortunate that there has been worldwide support for the development of these really critical organizations over the past decade or so. But the recession really has caused a serious downturn in international donations, and our most serious challenge is making sure that we can meet our $700,000 fundraising goal for the Mother Africa campaign. So a lot of people in America are interested in supporting Africa but don't know how. It's not clear how you get money to organizations that will actually be responsible stewards or um, give you um, reports on the impact of the resources. So our vision is to become... America's trusted partner and vehicle for African giving. So for any of your listeners who are interested in a reliable partner to help them implement their their charitable giving interests in Africa, I would hope that they would contact us and support our Mother Africa campaign to keep these organizations in business.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today. You've been listening to Dr. Jackie Copeland Carson, the USA Executive Director of the African Women's Development Fund USA, um, speaking to us about celebrating black philanthropy during August. Um, it has been designated as the month of black philanthropy and also the six principles on black philanthropy and giving to make it a priority. This will bring our faces to the forefront of re-imaging philanthropy and being at the, um, the face of, you know, the donor end as well as the receiving end of solving problems associated with our communities globally and in the motherland. Jackie, thank you so very much for being here. look forward to having you come back very soon.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure.
0: Thank you. And this broadcast can be heard on com radio. It can also be downloaded as a podcast from iTunes. And we'd love to have you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thank you so much. This is your host, Gail Sylvia from com.